Hello, this is episode three. In this episode, I'll be sharing the third of my first four questions. And these four questions are the best way to get started on your renovation or building project. Did you miss the first two questions? Head back now to episodes one and two to listen. Otherwise, stay tuned as I share question three with you now. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together, we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. In the last financial year, 2015 to 2016, Australians spent a record $7.7 billion on home renovations, according to the latest Australian Bureau of Statistics figures. That's over $150 million a week. Let me just let that sink in a little bit. $150 million a week. The home building figures are almost as high, but they've got a lot of apartments in them and those types of things, but they're still, Australians love to build and renovate their homes. And they're really big figures, aren't they? You know, that's you and me investing our mortgages and our hard-earned savings into creating or changing our homes and designing the lifestyles that we wish to live in them and outside of them. When most of us tackle a renovation or a new build, we'll have a figure in mind about how much we'd like to spend on our project. And what I see happen is that our research and preparation for our project becomes a study in what our money will buy us, how far we can stretch it, and whether it's going to be enough for the dreams that we have for our home. Which leads me to the third question that every project should begin with, what can your budget afford? Ugh, money. At some point I was going to get here, wasn't I? Budget is the main thing that concerns, actually terrifies, homeowners who are embarking on their project. What will my build or reno cost me and will it blow out along the way? Budget is one of the very early conversations that I have with homeowners who are planning to renovate or build their home. Some clients have put a lot of thought into it and some haven't touched it at all. And then there's everything in between. I will say this though, I don't believe that you can even think about making any plans for your home without budget being an integral part of the conversation. As awkward as it may be, or as stressful as the figures may sound, it's necessary, important, and it needs to be nailed down early. When you ignore this step, I actually liken it to trying to complete a jigsaw puzzle without the edges. I will say first up though, I am a firm believer that your home can be great whatever your budget. Personally, my husband and I have undertaken renovations of our own where all of it or parts of it were done on an absolute shoestring. Professionally, I've helped homeowners with uh, their renovations with budgets from $5,000 to over a million dollars and new builds with budgets from $200,000 to over $2 million. What's the consistent thing in all of these? Because they're big. that's a big range of money, isn't it? Well, the consistent thing is that what has been spent 
has always correlated to the value of the property. What do I mean? Well, I mean that people are spending a budget that relates to the financial value of their property based on the area they live and the value of those improvements in resale. So the homeowner, for example, isn't spending $2 million on building a home in an area where a $400,000 home is more appropriate or spending $5,000 renovating their kitchen where a $50,000 kitchen renovation is more in order. It's not a coincidence because what your budget can afford and what you should spend are sometimes two different things. So what's really at stake? Well, for most of us, our own home is our most significant asset. When you renovate it, you put not only the money your renovation or build will cost, but also the entire value of your home and the land it sits on, on the line. So say your home's worth $600,000 based on what it would sell for now in your area, in your market, and you're thinking that you want to spend about $200,000 on renovating it. Think of it like this. What you're actually doing is you're waging a $600,000 bet that this $200,000 renovation will pay dividends, financial dividends and lifestyle dividends. You're putting not only your renovation budget of $200,000 on the line, but also the existing value of the home. So what's at stake is actually that total amount, $600,000 plus $200,000, which of course adds up to $800,000. That's what's at stake. That's what's on the line. The same goes for building. You add the land purchase price or the land value with the home construction cost. And that's the total amount that you're betting on getting this right. Now, if someone handed you a pile of $800,000 and said, invest this, what professional advice would you seek out? What would it be worth to you to get it right? How much research would you do? to make the right investment with that money? And what returns would you expect for your investment? What effort would you go to to make sure that you could trust whoever you were handing that $800,000 to? And how hard would you look for the right person and the right solution? How much consideration would you give it? I find a lot of homeowners don't get this. They're seeking to make changes to their home or to create a new one, to design the lifestyle that they wish to have in it, and they're working out how far they can stretch their funds in order to cover it. So they look at their $200,000 renovation budget, for example, and they just divvy it up based on the things they want to change, how they want to change them, and the extra things that they want to buy, be it spaces, rooms, fixtures, finishes. However, what's dangerous here is that I have seen homeowners spend their budget on items and changes that actually diminish the overall value of their home or make it less appealing for resale in their area. If they thought instead that they were actually betting the whole amount, the whole $800,000, perhaps it would have been spent differently. Perhaps it would have been spent on getting professional advice as to where the money could best be invested and how to get bang for buck. So what will it cost you to renovate or build your home? This requires consideration of a few things, so let's go through them. Firstly, there's the area that you live in. One thing that will impact the cost of building or renovating your home is access to trade materials and supplies. The internet has made the world a lot smaller, and I personally have ordered a few products for building and renovating online for our own projects. But it's not possible everywhere and it's not possible for everything. 
The area that you live in will also generally have a certain type of housing style, which then can also impact your costs. So brick and stone buildings in very established suburbs, for example, with a strong historical value, they'll generally be more expensive to renovate. New subdivisions where many homes are being built at once, they'll often be more economical. Next is looking at the standard of finish that you're seeking. I'm not just talking about the type of stone that you want to pick for the kitchen or that spectacular light fitting. I'm actually talking about the overall quality of the home. Is it a simply finished economic outcome or is it a high-end luxury premium home with commercial quality construction and finishes or something in between? There are various ways to achieve a high-end aesthetic on a tight budget if you work innovatively. However, on face value, different levels of finish will cost different amounts of money. Costs will also be impacted by whether you're renovating or you're building new. On a square meterage rate, renovating will usually cost more than building from scratch. And this happens for several reasons, and it can be incredibly frustrating for renovators. Most renovations, they're labour-intensive, they're bespoke, so they're tailored to their situation, and they're only done once. Building new, by contrast, will use systems and repetition to achieve economies of scale. Another factor that can impact how much your renovation or building will cost is how quickly the work can be done and how much of it can be done off-site. Time equals money when it comes to most things and creating or changing your home is no exception. So when work can be done faster or parts of it or whole sections of it can be done off-site in controlled conditions that enable speed, this can impact the cost overall. Another thing that can impact cost is looking at how challenging your site or home is. So a flat site with lots of easy access, standard soil conditions, no existing vegetation and very few constraints It's a great blank canvas to build economically on. And honestly, it escalates from there. Sloping sites bring budgetary challenges. Homes where everything needs to come through the neighbour's property or through your front door, they'll bring budgetary challenges. Rocky sites bring budgetary challenges. Slushy or sandy ground conditions will also bring budgetary challenges. So you get the picture. These things all have an impact that needs to be considered. There are some great online tools available that you can play with to determine what your dreams for your home will cost. Head to the show notes and I'll include some links there to a couple of my favourites. So how do you get bang for buck? Start by getting professional help. It may sound counterintuitive, but what I see happen regularly is that the right professional help will actually save you more money than what their fees cost. One of my clients that I helped with a big renovation to their home, they'd first gone straight to a builder and they'd got a design drawn up and then they'd hit some issues with him early on and they'd seen me do some recent work for a neighbour and they got me in to chat to them about their project and I worked with them on creating a design and helping them renovate their home and at the end of it I asked them what they'd seen was the difference in terms of going straight to the builder and getting him to design something and coming and working with me on a design for their home and this is what they said. The design the builder drew was almost exactly the plan that we already gave him as a starting point, with one exception being the stair location. And honestly, it was a complete waste of our time. By contrast, the plans that we got from you were a product of thought and consideration. When they're saying you, they mean me, Amelia. (laughs) You listened to us and despite the fact that we had been through many iterations of our design before we engaged you, at least two of the three options you gave us were quite different to our existing proposed design. 
Those two were our preferred options. And as you know, we settled on one of them for further development. We're still very happy with our decision about the plan and can't think of anything about the design that we wish we'd done differently. In the end, we paid about what the quote from the initial builder was for the whole construction project, but we've ended up with far more for our money, a home which really suits us and the things that we like to do. And I don't doubt also that had we proceeded with the initial builder's plan, we would have spent significantly more than his quote for significantly less quality in design. So they said this about working with a builder versus working with um, with me as a designer. And this, for me, was the real key point in everything that they said. They said, it costs the same to build a wall, whether it's in the right place or the wrong place. I love that last statement. What a great way to think about how you spend your budget. You, of course, want to spend your budget on putting the walls in the right place. So what tools, information and help do you need about how to spend your budget on putting the walls in the right place. My next tip for you in terms of getting bang for buck is to take your time in preparing. In my own renovations that I did with my hubby, we saved the most money when we really took our time in the lead up to the renovation project. You know, this was the time where we researched and we hunted down supplies, products and materials. We shopped around, we sought multiple quotes for things, we tested costs and we looked for bargains. We even stockpiled materials or products when we knew it was worthwhile. And in fact, with Masters closing down right now, it's taking all of our personal willpower to not stock up on future projects that we really haven't mapped out yet. My husband calls me from Masters and he says, it's down 50%. Do we need it? And I'm like, for what? (laughs) Remember this though, whilst everything is on paper, when it's just lines on a page, it's really inexpensive to change. So by researching the costs at this point, if things need to be changed or you need to make savings or you want to accommodate a bargain item that you've found, then you can because it still lines on a page. Once things are happening on site, once you've got builders in place and tradespeople in place, it is very rare that any change will save you money. At most, it will break even, and more often than not, it will end up costing you more, more in time and more in money. Another tip I have for getting bang for buck is to be aware of the costs in the things that you don't see. I worked at Mervac for a long time as a member of their senior uh, design team and Mervac, when I was there, was one of Australia's leading development companies. When I worked there, we spent months getting the projects right, so balancing the design outcome with the construction cost and the result for the future owners that would be buying the property. As you get to the pointy end of hitting go on a project, you would start tweaking and changing things to meet the budget and to save money. So we'd be looking at tile choices, stone choices, all the fixtures and fittings, and hours would be spent on reselections, finding a less expensive option. Because frankly, when you're buying a few hundred toilets, the savings do add up. However, time and time again, it was such small amounts of money. Do you know why? Because all of those fixtures finishes and fittings, they only comprised about 10 to 15% of the overall construction budget for the project. So yes, we were saving money, but only with a really small portion of the overall construction costs. So the overall impact on the project actually wasn't as significant as we would have liked for all the effort we were putting into it. What did make a difference? It was when we looked at the hidden things. 
the structure, the amount of concrete, the use of steel, the amount of excavation and retaining. So even though I'm talking about multi-storey apartment buildings here, the same philosophy applies to individual homes and renovations. When you're renovating or building, be very wary of the money that you're spending on the things that you don't see. The steelwork that might be required to span and brace those big open plan areas. The excavation to give you that extra space under the house. The retaining that you're doing to level out your garden or to build your home on one level. It can all add up very quickly and take big chunks of your budget. Weigh it up and check whether the cost that you're spending on it equals the value that you're adding to your home. So back to my question, what can your budget afford? This is my advice. Set a budget early on. Of course, it will not be perfect or fixed, but don't let this stop you. Start crunching the numbers and determining rough estimates for your plans. Then you can finesse and firm up as you progress along your journey. Your budget is actually what is enabling you to undertake this project. Many homeowners see it as a limiter because it never feels like enough to do all the things that they want to do. And this may sound a little woo-woo, but if you see your budget as a limiter, you'll be fighting it every step of the way. Instead, think of it as the tool the facilitator of your reno or build. It is fantastic that you can access these funds to create a home for your family. Don't be scared to talk about it and to keep tracking it the whole way through. Educate yourself on what things cost, how to stretch your budget, how to get bang for your buck and empower yourself to invest it well. So that's our third question done and dusted. How are you finding the questions so far? I really hope that they're giving you clarity on these first important steps for your project and providing you with a framework for the choices ahead. So we've looked at now question one, what would you like to do? Question two, what are you allowed to do? And question three, what can your budget afford? Remember to head to the show notes for this episode. I've got some helpful and recommended links there to help you more with setting your budget and with finding some tools online that can help you set a construction budget and track it as well. Now, in the next episode, we'll be exploring the fourth question, which is what do you and your family actually need from your home now and into the future? It may sound like a repeat of the first question, what would you like to do? But it's actually quite different. You can head to episode four and listen now. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll be the first to know about new episodes and you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, the Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jack Rabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.